0: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. Hey, my name is Phil Nightgill. I'm the general manager and Josh Proffitt, our service director. Morning, Josh. Good morning. Hey, beautiful Saturday morning out there after Black Friday, wild and crazy here at the dealership yesterday morning. I don't know. Did we count up how many people we had, how many tags we (laughs) handed out?
1: You know, I'm going to say that there was, uh, I'm going to say 650 people uh, from that side of things. So. So Great turnout uh, for the
0: cars, you know, a thousand dollars and under, and uh, you know, like we've talked about already, those are the probably the best ten cars we've ever had yep. for a Black Friday event, and so a lot of great people got some great vehicles and stuff, full of lots of value and everything else. It's fun to watch that go down. But you think six hundred
1: and fifty we had here? Huh? Yeah, I'm going to say there was probably six hundred and fifty people here. You know, I didn't see it, uh, seeing kind of the handing out the tags and making sure everybody was getting drawn and part of the crowd, but I didn't see the other side of it as far as what vehicle went when and stuff like that. So you'll have to kind of give me a rundown of how that went and uh, everything like that. But surprisingly, I don't think uh, the, like the $99 car went pretty early in the deal uh, from that side of it too. So you know, usually just one of the last ones to uh-huh. go. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't, I, I put the
0: cars in line again, how I always done it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the 99 car went, I believe fourth. Uh, and it was kind of funny the top uh the 899 and 799 no it was it was 799 and 699 were the last two to go no, uh-huh. no I'm wrong again it's it was 599 and 699 were the last two to go uh from that part so uh you know that yacht, that that Denali uh, Yukon was pretty cool and yeah. then the uh the
1: truck went the F1, pretty early the, yeah, was first. Was the,
0: the, the first one out of the deal I'm pretty sure yeah so. it was the first one to go and stuff too so uh uh so check out our facebook page for all the pictures and stuff a lot of things post i'm sure we'll post some more up monday on different things we did but uh then we came inside and gave away a bunch of prizes yeah, too and uh, yep. lots of cash went out of that deal so if you missed our black friday it's your own fault you should have been here because <laughs> it was a lot of fun and exciting and uh, a great crowd and uh and then of course yesterday every vehicle everybody that bought a vehicle got a prize and we had all kinds of stuff in here uh, as you see there's still some tvs in here josh yep. uh, and, uh, we got some ideas what we're gonna do with those TVs and stuff too, but we gave away gaming systems, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, yeah, a lot of fun
1: all day long. And then uh, how did everything go over in Quick Lane for the first 10 customers over there? Yeah, that uh so we gave uh, the first 10 oil changes were dollar $1.99 and it didn't take long and they were gone <laughs> quick lane yesterday. Uh you know, historically uh you see Quick Lane be a little bit slower uh at the start of the morning, you know, everybody's just kind of waking up or cleaning up for Christmas or for Thanksgiving and or uh, out doing other Black Friday shopping, but man, they hit the ground running yesterday morning and it just didn't didn't stop all day long. So well, I'm gonna say, coming to work yesterday was more traffic than I've probably seen
0: for about that early in the morning and stuff too. Coming, you know, down yeah, two thirty-five at six o'clock. There was uh six a.m. There was a lot of people there coming out and stuff. So it's exciting to see everybody out and about and having fun with Black Friday and uh, what do you call today? Black Saturday. <laughs> uh,
1: so the uh, sleep in and <laughs> catch up day. I guess maybe. So, I, I wish that was true. Yeah. Let me tell you, it was pretty hard getting up this morning
0: yeah Uh, from that part so uh anyway yesterday afternoon so we got through yesterday pretty good and uh, sold a lot of cars and everything else too And then we had the corral cars over there we sold we put 50 cars in the corral and gave five grand off of those cars and no i did not go in and mark them up yeah uh and do anything stupid like that it's still those vehicles are exactly what they were priced and i got five grand we sold 18 out of that 50 yesterday that uh got people got five grand i need to find out the stats of how many people because so you had a choice you could take the five grand as a check or you put it down towards the car you yeah. need to get the stats on that and see how many people actually took the five grand or how many people put put the five grand down towards their vehicle purchase or whatever but uh some great exciting values there also and uh, you know that's one thing about black friday here at Melhelm ford it's a true black friday great values great things and stuff like that too so from that part. 316-462-3673. 6, 6, hey, anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, or you want to talk about Black Friday, want to talk about new products, whatever it might be. We're here to answer your questions and give you a great price package value over 130 bucks for each and every caller. As always, Josh, what's in that price package value at over 130 bucks?
1: So we're gonna mail out to you, but it's gonna consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use a uh, Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Uh, while we're performing that, we're also gonna complete a multi-point inspection, checking over that vehicle, uh, all the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety related components. You'll also get yourself complete nitrogen for your tires. So you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. You're gonna get $10 to Mel's diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. And then you'll also receive a BG products package, which is going to consist of a can of MOA or motor oil additive, uh, for your, um, uh, uh, engine oil and then CF5 uh, for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. So I think uh I think what we need to do. Let's, yeah. tr- let's try this today. Okay. So uh it's $130 value okay. in this package here. Yep. I would substitute the package for $130 towards a service. So we'd give them a like a gift card. Uh, okay. one of the, one of the gift cards for 130 bucks instead of uh, yeah, so everything that's included yeah. in the
0: package, just mm-hmm. yep. 130 so bucks, 130
1: bucks. So if you need a mechanical repair or you want to buy a part or something like that, it'd just be a gift card to Mel Hamilton Ford for 130 bucks.
0: All right, let's get the callers going. Let's see who wants wants to have the price package or would like to have $130 towards.
1: I mean, that could go uh, towards a Traxxas car that could go oh, towards, yeah. you know, anything uh, in the racers yeah, stuff yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, everything everything that everything that we got here so we'll, we'll give that a shot here there you go so we got the $130 package or
0: $130 towards anything here inside mel hamilton ford and mel hamilton racing uh, for that part so 316-462-3673 that's the number of dials right in the main door uh, main front desk to tell the gals you want to get patched in the podcast we'll get you patched in here and uh what you got. so anyway josh another thing we did on black friday was that after we announced the uh well what we do we take all the sales in and they get the put a card in the bucket and they get to draw for who who sells the first 10 uh-huh. yep. yeah so after we got those first 10 done we had another little surprise for the salespeople, and we had the 21 lightning pro or the 22 lightning pro we had the 21 bronco demo that we've you know put the lift kit on and wheels and tires and all the accessories yep. and then we had the uh 22 maverick hybrid which is the most sought out after hybrid i mean uh maverick there is as a hybrid yep. demo and we put them for sale. We were going to keep them for a little longer. And I and Lisa got together and said, you know what? Let's sell them. Well, those things were gone. All three of them were gone before 830. Yeah. So that yeah. was also kind of fun. Some good people got some great cars there and stuff, too. On those three vehicles so lots of exciting stuff here at mel hamilton ford black friday you don't want to miss it next year so make plans to be out here because i'm sure lisa's going to blow it up even bigger and better next year from that part too so
1: yeah every year that's uh, something that's definitely grown and grown for sure uh and it's a it's a lot of fun it's a lot of uh you know excitement to see some of those winners and you know when you can buy a car for 99 bucks or even even a 991 uh you know a 999 car it's uh it's definitely uh, a lot of excitement for sure
0: well and i had the minimum i had it was 40 i looked at it's 4100 we owned the cheapest car out there uh, from that part, and the highest was sixty eight hundred dollars that we had in those cars yeah. uh, to sell them from that
1: standpoint. We this, well, I'm, well, I mean, this is when well, you start this deal, uh, October. You know. Oh, uh, we maybe do. Maybe even a, a little earlier than that, as far as uh, hand selecting these things. And I can't tell you how many that that went through the shop and didn't make the cut to be a ninety nine dollars car. <laughs> yeah. You know? so, quite a you that didn't make it. That's uh, for
0: sure. So, anyway, hey, let's get the phones ringing 316-462-3673, either the $130 package or $130 towards anything inside here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Anyway, I wish uh, Nick and I and, and Jake flew up to Lincoln, Nebraska yesterday, left here about 3 o'clock, and went up to the uh, uh, meet and greet for the IMCA banquet, and which is a lot of fun. We went, met up there at the Speedway Museum. And yeah, Any you race fans, I'm telling you that if you need something very cool to do, is you've got to run up to Lincoln, Nebraska, and you've got to see that Speedway Museum. Yeah, Um, It's three levels right now. And, Josh, they just are about ready to give the keys over to a 90,000-square-foot addition to the museum. Oh, wow. And remember, our warehouse over there is 50,000. This is 90,000. Wow. Wow. so they think by this time next year, they'll have it open and running because it's going to take that long to fill it and do everything yeah. else like that. They have, I remember when you and I went through it back three years ago, they had this machine shop area uh, that's coming out of the museum and that's going over into another building too. So that's even going to give the museum that much more room to, to do things and stuff. But uh, Jake and I and Nick walked through the three levels uh, and just there's so much history there and it's so much cool. I mean, I I
1: can't I was, tell you.
0: I was impressed when we were up there, but I'm sure they've so much, uh, done some yeah. more. So it, much has sure. changed. And, uh, so then after we got done, kind of just walking through pretty fast, not really doing anything, we went downstairs, ran into Greg Nickel, who's one of the, uh, big higher ups at Speedway and, uh, talked to him for a little while. And he said, well, why don't I just give you another tour? And Greg, I'm telling you, he knows more about these cars yeah, and, and the history of the cars and to hear the history and all that kind of stuff is, is very cool. And then they've got a, uh. I text a picture of Jim to Jim Petty of his dad it was in that big fiery crash over at the fairgrounds. Yep. They've got a big display of that there. Uh, they're in the Indian museum and stuff for Mr. Petty and stuff too. That, that, I'll tell you those pictures are frightening to be honest with you uh, from that standpoint. But to, if you're looking for something to do and really need something that's very cool, if you're even close to Lincoln, Nebraska, you need to stop and go by that museum. I mean, there's everything from Indy cars to sprint cars to, and it doesn't matter what kind of
1: racing oh yeah, or just even automotive in general. I mean, just, uh, uh, I don't know. I was very impressed with it. When they went up yeah. There. They've got a, a deal too, where they went back and
0: restored different guys shops. They've got the one guy in there from the forties and they went in and I mean, it's down to the actual metal filings on the valve grinder in the grinder machine. The metal filings are just like it was when it left. It took over, I said over 800, uh, pictures and stuff to recreate recreate that uh and then they've got the uh i believe it's from the 30s and it's like a back half of a truck and then the race car is up on the back of the truck and it's just like he left it and that's what the deal was when they bought this 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 display the family said you can't restore it you can't do anything you got to put it on display just like it was and i mean it looks like he did he just Got done racing that night, rolled drove in it parked it, <laughs> drove it up on the rack. And what's funny about it is on the left side of the car, there was two tracks because the, the right side, the right rear was wider than the left front and drove it up on the, on the truck, uh, from that part two. But I'm telling you, there's so much history in there, uh, of all the stuff from the sprint cars, the older sprint cars, the super modifieds the they've even got drag racing. They, I don't remember that being that big of a display when we were up there three years ago, yeah. but they've got a huge display and all the, of uh, the drag racing and all that kind of stuff too
1: up there. That's, uh, was that was that close to the Ricky Belby fire suit? Maybe that's why I walked did. by that again. Yeah, I did. I didn't <laughs> did take you, a picture you though. Give me another picture. Thought about it, but <laughs> I said, yeah, I don't need to kick
0: any more crap off.
1: That deal. I will, will tell you about that everybody now, that right. did walk by it did take a picture. Yes, they
0: And I heard a few comments going over there. The hell they were, but I'm sure
1: <laughs> quotes from the movie or
0: something too. Hey, let's do
1: that. How about your favorite well. quote from the? What's the name
0: of that movie again? uh Talladega, Talladega Nights. Nights. Yeah,
1: it was on again the other day, and I thought of you when I. I bet you that. did too. Yeah, I'm sure you were watching. This yeah, okay, so. Uh, not. <laughs> so just a little history, little
0: story here about Talladega Nights is I was over at my buddy Bob, Todd Brown's house one night. I don't know, there's probably I don't know three or four couples of us, and it was a movie come that come on. I, I don't know, maybe it was when to come out. It was How probably pretty early when it come out, if I had to guess. And when Ricky Bobby won that race going backwards. Todd Brown looks over at me and goes, Boy, we just lost Phil. I said, Yeah, <laughs> you sure did. And he had stuff too. So and they don't nobody around this dealership believes that I've never sat down and watched that movie from start to finish. Never have. And I don't know that I'll ever take the time to sit down and watch that <laughs> all the way through from that part. So anyway, your favorite or funniest Talladegan nights quote 316-462-3673, either the $130 package or $130 towards anything here at Mel Hamilton Racing Services, anything you want to spend on accessories or in a parts store or whatever. Take your pick, whichever we want. Favorite Talladega Knights quote statement, funniest thing they did or whatever. <laughs> Let's get the phones ringing 316 462 3673. So, anyway, yeah, there was uh, back to the IMCA deal last night. We got it, it was really great to have. Uh, all of our Hoosier dealers up there together and, you know, cause we have, we're the distributor for Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska, and to meet all those guys. And it's been a long time. since so we've seen some of them yeah. because of the travel times and all that kind of stuff too. But, uh, met a lot of racers too and everything else too. So tonight we go back again and, uh, for the actual awards banquet, which will be fun and exciting tonight too, for the awards and all that kind of stuff
1: too. So, so do you, uh, uh, is it back at the, uh, museum this evening? No, again it's again, at, or- uh, golly where's that i think it's at a hotel i'm not
0: sure but i also i also thought it was since the university of nebraska was there was somewhere on their campus but i can't remember now where we actually go for the actual banquet uh tonight from that part too so we'll
1: Nick's i'm sure has got that dialed in well that'll be exciting to to get up there and uh see that 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 museum definitely is impressive i know when we got back i I texted several people like man have you if to to tell somebody to go to lincoln nebraska for for something but uh, it's definitely worth the journey for sure and it's really any kind of racing and you know the thing that uh that i was just looking at the most is maybe more so how dangerous racing was years ago you know just the advancement and safety and and uh, over the years uh, from that side of things not you know the cars are definitely faster but just how much safer it is oh they they've got different you know areas where the videos are playing and showing wrecks and that kind of thing
0: and in that that, that display for mr petty over there uh uh bill uh smith who ran speedway he actually got in a simpson fire suit and lit himself on fire and that, that fire suit is there then there's another display of all the different uh, helmets mm-hmm. uh, and how they evolved. And, I mean, yeah, <laughs> first helmets, they weren't saving nothing. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Might have <laughs> <might've laughs> took some heat of off your from the sun from your head or whatever from that part. But that's not uh, – uh, okay, Nick Ballman, this is not a deal that you get to c- put on the chat line here. It sounds to me like you slept in a little bit too, Ballman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. That's for sure. I can't. Put, I should probably put that up on the screen. Yeah, let's see how do we do that. Okay, they here's Nick Ballman's so. favorite quote from what's that show called again?
1: Oh, come on now, <laughs> Talladega, Talladega Nights. Nights. Here it is.
0: <laughs> There's Mr. Nick Ballman's fun quote from talladega Nights. so let's get the phones ringing 316-462-3673 what's your favorite talladega night's quote statement whatever funny thing they did in that show and you get your price package by over 130 bucks for each and every caller whichever works best for you first 130 bucks for the price package or 130 dollars for anything inside mel hamilton ford so, so what's so. yours I don't have one. Nice try. <laughs> They're all good. You can you can't pick a favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know you don't believe me Josh, but that's just how it is. It's the truth. I I can't lie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just can't lie.
0: So anyway, let's get the phones ringing 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. And uh yeah, Nick Ballman slept in. Well, that must be nice. Sleeping in. Sleeping in. So Anyway, so more back of that museum. I'm just still telling you I'm blown away, and uh, I can't wait to see what that 90,000-square-foot deal is like next year when we go up there again and how much they've changed and what they put into that, into that museum and stuff. And I guess there's rooms and just rooms of stuff that they just yet to have on display.
1: Oh, they just run out of uh, – I think they've
0: run out of room, but yeah. I think they rotate things in out. The other thing I didn't know, too, is for space. For there is a lot of vehicles up there and, and stuff that's on loan Yeah, uh, from that part. And some of them are on a, just a permanent loan. Uh, cause I'm sure if people need some place to store and where to butter, better place to store your hot road, oh, hot rods yeah. and stuff yeah. up there
1: for people uh, to be able to see it and stuff like that, uh, for sure. Yeah.
0: So uh, anyway, morning, James Furman. We had a wants to know how Black Friday was. James uh, had a great Black Friday out here at Melvin Ford. Sorry you missed it. Didn't see you. I don't, maybe he's out here and he didn't just, see you.
1: Hey, I got a couple texts from two or three people of, uh, you know, hey, the, how many people were there? There was, seemed like a lot of people. I'm sorry. I didn't even see you here. So, <laughs> uh, from from that side. So it was uh, it was definitely a drew drew a pretty big crowd for sure. So a lot
0: of fun. Yep, exactly. So anyway, once again, for those of you just tuning in, it's $130 price package for each and every caller or $130 towards anything inside Mel Hamilton Ford. You can spend $130. Just let us know which one you want. And again, anything in your car, want to talk about anything in racing, whatever, or you want to talk about, what is your favorite quote from Talladega Nights? And, uh, Get the phones ringing 316 462 3673. So,
1: we've got uh, this next week coming up, got a pretty busy week here, uh, getting ready for uh, PRI as well. So, uh, and then have the Hoosier meetings uh, as well. So, definitely going to be a pretty busy week here, but be going to be exciting to, to get to uh, PRI and see what all's, what all's happening there and get our display uh, ready to go for up there. So, um, as well got a got a lot going on man you turn the corner i cannot believe we're already into december now uh and Crazy. the weather is uh i'm afraid to say it but it is definitely starting to change a, a little bit more for sure uh on that side of things too yep
0: so anyway uh so let's see um we had a g we had our last gt500 show up uh wednesday afternoon and it left here yesterday it too. was sold when it got here right no it was, oh it was no, not, it was not. Uh, that car was, uh, they gave us one extra more car than I thought I was going to get. And, uh, so I, I had about a 10 minute window to put an order in. So I built the order and, I uh, didn't really tell anything to anybody about it. Cause I kind of wanted to see how, what it would do when everything else in that part, uh, had a lot of people out of state trying to buy that car. And as for all of you know, that, uh, when we have our specialty cars or whatever, I want my, our customers in our area to be able to get the opportunity to purchase those specialty cars from the GT five hundreds, the Raptors, the, Shelbys, all that kind of thing. We always give you a little bit of time for our database to be able to participate in that situation. And I uh, had a couple people get angry with me because I wouldn't sell it out of state and stuff like that. And uh, sorry, not going to. Uh, we're one of the few dealers out there that actually uh, uh, sells our cars at MSRP. We're not marking them up like everybody does. Uh, I'm hearing that people are getting fifty 000 and sixty thousand dollars over MSRP for those those vehicles, and I'm not going to do it. Uh, from that part i want to keep the value in those cars and stuff but that's also where we keep them local uh but uh that is what it is so it's, i don't know who bought the car that was gone yesterday when that happened in that part so uh congratulations i think i don't know who got that car but i can tell you it's whoever got it, got very lucky yeah I yeah to, that. to be able
1: to stumble across it and it be available and everything like that and that yeah. not be pre-sold is, is a pretty huge deal for sure Okay, we've got a
0: caller coming in. Yeah, we
1: do. We've got uh, Dick on the line. Dick, go ahead. You're live with Under the Hood.
2: Hey, good morning. Good morning. So uh, I don't uh, watch movies too much, so I don't uh, know anything about the Talladega Nights. But I had a question about my wife's uh, F-150. That's a 2003. And she's noticed that uh, periodically when she starts it up, I uh, guess a blue smoke, blue puff of smoke, and it's not every time. And I don't, um, I don't really have it narrowed down to if it's a cold startup or warm startup or, you know, when exactly it's happening. But I was driving the truck a couple of days ago and noticed it uh, after I drove it. You know about a half hour then i parked for a couple hours and started it up and puffs and then it seems to
1: be fine so how many miles do you have on the truck roughly i'm i'm thinking uh
2: 215 or yeah 20.
1: so a couple of uh questions i would have do you know does it burn oil at all as far as, like, uh, are you having to add oil in between oil changes or anything like that? Um, we we don't add oil,
2: but I know um, that I have a I have added oil in the past. Yeah. But um, typically, uh, we don't put enough miles on it between oil changes. And uh, we bring it in to you guys, and no one's ever mentioned that the Oil's low. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time when she loaned it out, uh, and they're putting quite a few more miles on it. When we checked it, it,
1: it was down. It was it was down lower. Yeah. So uh, yeah. a couple of things could be going on. One of them that I would uh, say is probably the most likely cause is just the valve stem seals are getting uh, uh, kind of hard and not doing a, a great job of uh, you know, cleaning off the, the valve stems. And typically what happens is uh, that's happens, uh, you'll notice it, it'll uh, burn the oil initially on startup. And b- basically as it sits uh, in between starts, the oil will drain down through those stem seals and into the cylinders or on top of the valves uh, and into the cylinders. And then it just kind of burns that little bit of residual oil off when you start it up. Uh, but The smoke goes away after a while, right? Uh, Once it's run for a while. Oh, right. Yeah, Yeah. it's just, uh, um, I mean, it's like 10, 15
2: seconds, maybe not even that long. Yeah
1: and that's uh it's pretty typical for higher mileage engines or uh you know older engines uh for that uh, that's a pretty common common occurrence for sure um you know there are uh, maybe a couple things you could do one i can think of would be like the the compression restoration and then the m o a uh service uh could be a potential help uh for that thing but really you know it's not not necessarily hurt anything as long as there's adequate oil in the in the truck from that side too. how many miles so, are on the truck again 215
0: you know on top of yeah, this it's over 200 yeah on, maybe top 220. Of, on top of this 130 bucks i want to throw in on top of everything a gdi oil service on one thing that you'll do for us okay is we'll throw in this GDI, oil. we'll tell you what that GDI oil change does, but then after we do it, probably, you know, in a couple, two, or three weeks down the road, call us back into the show and give us a report on what's doing different to the truck. But, but basically, we're going to put some stuff in the oil before we change it. And that's going to go in and clean so many things up in the bottom side of that engine behind the rings and all that kind of stuff. And uh and Dick, we have people calling us back after we do these oil changes on thirty and forty thousand mile vehicles to talk about how much more power the vehicle's got and how much more better fuel economy they're getting and stuff like that point. But it'd be real interesting to do one with this many miles on it, see what it does, and then call us back and tell us how the truck's performing. And I think we'll I think with a truck that many miles on, I know I I got difference of opinion where we we're going to see a huge improvement or maybe just a little bit of an improvement or whatever. But it'd be a good test to find out.
1: And it may take a couple of different times of that service to really yeah. notice a notice a huge difference with that many miles on it, uh, for sure. But it's also my understanding that you guys don't really drive the truck a whole lot. Is that correct? That's correct. And so it does, I mean, it between, does sit like, quite between a bit. Between the six months, uh,
2: she doesn't even, she might get a, mm-hmm. I don't know. Couple thousand miles on
1: it, and then so that was going to be you're not even getting 5,000 miles on it in six months. And then that was going to be my next question, too: is that when you guys are driving it, are you driving an adequate distance, or is it just kind of shorter trips and then shutting the thing off?
2: Uh, For her, it's the short trips for me. We live in Wallington, so I'm usually driving up to Wichita. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing he drives and rides, you know, it'll drive real nice and everything. Sure, but yeah, I wondered about those short, you know, startup drive,
1: you know, five miles,
2: barely get warmed
1: up. Sure, especially on something that does a lot of sitting uh, from from that side of say mm-hmm. because you're you're just not uh, you know generating enough heat in the cooling and in the oil uh, and everything to boil that condensation out of it uh, when you're only driving it starting it up and driving it you know five miles here or five miles there uh, for sure so right
3: but we'll right. get that uh, yeah I'm pretty sure that
2: they're doing the moa uh, you know when we do get the oil changes so um, but it sounds like you've got something else. And so maybe we can try in
1: there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get uh, uh, we'll get that uh, GDI service added onto your package. And just so so we know, I can make a note of it here. Do you uh, you want the one hundred and thirty dollar gift card, or do you want the the package with the oil change, tire rotation, uh, nitrous? Oh yeah, we usually do the uh, the oil change. The oil change. Okay. Okay. Well, I will. Uh, we'll get that. Uh, I don't
2: know what I'd do with a gift card. What, what would I do? Buy some uh, racing tires or something.
1: Well, usually, yeah, yeah, so it's <laughs> on anything. Uh, yeah, it's it, it. It would be on anything. So any any credit uh, towards any service that you were having performed or parts uh, that you would want. So okay.
2: Sounds good. Uh, whatever you think is the best for me. Gotcha. Well, we'll get you're, it. To,
1: you're santa claus so <laughs> <I appreciate it. laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get it added onto your package as well as that gdi and then uh, like phil said once we get it done uh probably have you drive the truck just a, a little bit more to to get some miles on it and and uh see what that gdi service will do for it so all right
2: well i really appreciate you taking my call Happy thanksgiving merry christmas
0: hey you too thank, you bet hey dick thanks for the call and uh We'll be interested in report how things go with the truck. That's for sure.
2: Absolutely. Thanks. All sir. right. All right.
0: Bye. Thanks. All right. Three one six four six two three six seven three. Hundred thirty dollar package or hundred thirty dollar gift card for anything inside Melhem Forty. You want to spend whichever one for each and every caller, and anything in your car like Dick there, or if you got your favorite, Ricky Bobby. What do you want to call that? Quote, statement, jab. <laughs> funny thing from talladega Nights, you can get a price package for each and every caller 316-462-3673 so anyway josh and uh you know it's going to be interesting on dick's truck there when it comes we get that thing serviced up and see what it does and of course it might take a little bit longer to get some results out of it Just like you said not yeah. driving it very much or anything else either. And
1: the other thing with that many miles on it too i'd wondered if it would take a couple of different services to to really help help his situation. Yeah.
0: Kind of uh, going in more as detail, as well. what we're talking about there is basically this GDI oil service is from BG products. And basically as your engine runs and the carbon builds inside the top of the pistons, there's carbon that builds on the bottom side of the rings. And what happens is is that carbon builds up and the rings can't basically expand and seal to the cylinder. So you're getting blow by coming down through there and and everything else. But we put this additive in the oil, run it for about 15 minutes, and then drain it. Uh, and that's going to bust up all that carbon everything in there, and then uh, come back and see all that stuff that comes out of that. I've I've seen some of them come out of that oil just blacker and black that comes out of those situations and stuff too. But then we top it off with some new uh, oil and filter, and then we add in a can of MOA motor oil additive from BG Products, and that's just a you know additive package that helps keep the you know as your oil starts to break down somewhere around the 2,000 miles, the MOA is going to keep that additive package in there and not let it break down to you know maybe four or forty five hundred, maybe even five thousand miles before it starts to break down. Uh, from that part. So, a great service. And I'm going to tell you that if I, on uh, my vehicles and stuff like that, of course, you know, I had demos so that didn't make any difference. But if I had a vehicle, I would be doing a GDI
1: service. I'm telling you every time, just to keep it clean and fresh and all that kind of stuff, too. And, that part. We get into a lot of situations where uh, customers may not be as uh, observant to oil change stickers uh, for sure or, you know, just life gets in the way and you look up and, oh, my gosh, I'm 1,200 miles over or 1,300 miles over or, or, you know, whatever. And definitely in those That's... particular situations, I'm I'm a huge advocate of that. And then at least, you know, every other, every third service to to do a GDI service to these vehicles, uh, you are the the advancement in the fuel systems has changed so much and you know everybody uh, to to explain that process and where they're introducing the fuel and then when they change where they're introducing the fuel the cause and effect of what how maintenance needed to change because of you know because of what they're doing there uh is huge and that's where you know bg just does so much research and development just to know that uh you know what, the chemical you're buying, uh, they're making sure that you're getting your
0: value out of it. That's for sure. And you know, like you said, Josh, when you get a look up and you're a thousand over, or two thousand over, that is definitely a very, very ex- uh, time to throw that GDI service on top of that when you've missed your oil change or got busy and just couldn't get in or whatever from that part. A uh, very good example of when you need to do that GDI service whenever you have to go over. Hopefully you don't go over. I mean, uh, I don't hope you all understand what when you're lubricating. That's you know, I the other I thing we've talked about up there in the warehouse, looking at some of the engines that they had, you know, from the older days and and everything else from that part. And that's one thing we've talked about up there is how they would oil c- cylinders and how they oil the rods and oil the valves and cams and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it goes back to was back then those motors probably didn't live ten thousand miles. Where you're tearing them apart or doing something. Now today, you know, and then back in my day, we were, you know, overhauling motors at 80, 90,000 miles and grinding valves and stuff. And now if you pull one apart, if you have to pull one apart at a hundred thousand, you can still see the cross hatches. There's hardly any wear in these cylinders anymore. And that's due to just the good products and the good oils that we have compared to the back in the day. But think about those. I mean, we, we looked at some of those push rods and some of the timing chains they had back in those days. It's crazy that those things
1: even worked. Yeah. And I, I mean, you really, there's. There's really two sets of, or two, in my mind, two uh, intervals of failures uh, when, when something is produced on a powertrain in, in this day and age. You have a very early onset of failure, you know, which typically is going to be in that, you know, 5,000 mile window. So from new to about 5,000 miles, um, maybe, maybe a little bit more from that side of things. But if something breaks in that period, it's because it was assembled wrong you know, there was a tolerance or specification or something yep. that, that was too tight. And then the other side of that is the higher mileage side. So you're talking, you know, hundred thousand miles plus on an engine failure or whatever. Now, if something gets to that point and it fails, it's because of maintenance almost every single time, because these things will go as long as you want them to go with good preventative maintenance. That's very true. You know, uh, And, and so you're going to know pretty early in something's life, whether it was assembled incorrectly, or there was a tolerance too tight or, you know, something, Mm -hmm. something wasn't quite right during assembly. But on the backside of that, it's just about maintenance almost every single time when we tear into something, you know, uh, yeah, I
0: mean the manufacturers have went in and, and and have changed how their tolerances are and all that kind of specs and everything else to to make these things live so much longer. But again, like you said, probably ninety five percent of the time it's due to lack of maintenance. And everybody, when you you take that dirty engine oil running through there, and I, I think of how I can explain this to you is a river. I mean, eventually the river keeps getting wider and wider with more water that runs through it. But then you start taking a corrosive oil through there and not lubricating, you're creating extra heat, you're creating extra wear, and those little fine particles are going off and that's going through your whole engine and everything else too. You're just taking so much life out of your motor that it's crazy by not keeping that thing maintained and
1: everything else. Too. And what blows my mind is seeing the dollars and cents side of things is that, okay, this engine costs, you know, at this day and age, 10, so yeah $10,000 to put a, to put an engine in something. And I think of a $50 oil change. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's, uh, and I, I I think a lot of times now, it's really not so much the expense of maintenance; it's just everybody slowing down and taking the time to do it. Yeah, you know, um, from yeah. from that side, because really, you know, where we're priced, I just went through and we revamped our our menu just to meet market value uh, mm-hmm. from that side. But you really cannot go down and buy a quality oil and filter for much more or for much less than, than what we do, the complete works package for, yeah. uh, you know, and so it's not a, it's not a matter of, it's just crazy markup. It's, I think it's just more people, uh, understanding what the need is, but then also taking the time to, to achieve that, you know,
0: you know, it's like I talking to a gentleman the other day talking about that, how he just likes to do his own oil change and stuff. And I said, I get it, but I said, think about having a certified technician look underneath your car, under the hood, underneath the side and checking everything over to make sure everything's okay. So you don't miss something. I said, when you're under the ground, jacking it up just a little bit, you're not being able to see the whole car you not being able to do all that stuff. I said, the next thing is you got to dispose of that oil. What do you do with yeah. that oil, uh, from that part? So to me, it's just so much better to have a certified technician go through that car, look at it, see what's going on with it and make sure it's okay for the next 5,000 miles of driving that you're going to go through. So sure. anyway, um, uh, Morning, Jason Cox and uh, James Furman says I need to thank Ricardo at Quick Lane for getting his car back in and figuring out what's going on with it. Again. Okay, James, you're getting your. Can't remember what he's got an Audi. Uh,
1: so is it a Volvo?
0: Maybe it's a Volvo. That's it. Yeah, Volvo. I knew it was something like that for that part. So uh,
1: we had a, a situation or scenario here on Wednesday in the in the parts department, and you know uh, that's one of the things that uh, you know always pushing for, for quality parts, but, uh, it was definitely, definitely worth sharing. So, uh, this started, I'm going to say probably for the, for the customer was, uh, going to say Monday. So, uh, how we got involved in it or how I got involved in it is, uh, there's a company that out in Pratt that we do quite a bit of business with, uh, for the, for the company and, and some employees out there, uh, well, someone in their, uh, HR department had taken their vehicle in, uh, to an independent garage in Pratt. Uh, I think it was on Monday, um, for service, it was just for an oil change. Uh, and then I think they rotated tires and while it was there, they had noted a couple of different things. Well, she told them to go ahead and, uh, get them, get them fixed. She was heading out of town for the holidays and needed, uh, needed, needed the vehicle to be right, uh, on this trip. Well, one of the things happened to be a a u joint, and it was a two thousand and three or four F one hundred and fifty that they uh, that they were working on, and so uh, this independent garage uh, in process of replacing the u joint. Typically, there's a there's uh, technicians will have like a u joint press, and basically it's a big C clamp that will push the u joints yeah. uh, out yeah. in and out uh, from that side of things. Uh, well, this particular uh, year-making model of the vehicle, uh, the manufacturer uh, on the factory U-joint, once it's in place, they'll actually uh, stamp or make impressions in the U-joints in the casting uh, of like the yoke. So basically it takes a a piece of the metal and kind of bends it over or folds it over uh, where that U-joint is. Well, when they went to take it out, uh, they didn't, deburr or remove those stampings uh they just tried running it shoving out it with through. It. they just tried shoving it out well what happened was it broke the yoke uh yep. on this that's bolted to the differential uh from that side of things and so uh this was i think monday or tuesday i think monday she took it in tuesdays when they broke it um and so uh she got a hold of me uh midday tuesday because of the year making model of it the part they they couldn't find this yoke anywhere
0: mm-hmm. um, that's, that's what i actually <laughs> say. they can't find yeah, it can't
1: they can't couldn't find uh-huh. a yoke and so we were able to to locate uh locate one overnighted it from out in california for uh had to have the truck for uh for the holidays and stuff like that and so um uh, got the got the yoke here got it to them to to get uh it reassembled. Um, and it was, I mean, it was very early, uh, Wednesday morning, uh, but about midday, uh, then now the independent calls me and says, Hey, we've got this yoke. I, I know it's the right part number of the yoke because it's got the same stamping or same casting number in it as the old one that's broke, but I can't get any U-joints to go in it or fit. They're either too short, not you know, not thick enough, not holding, uh, things like that. And I said, well, what are you, what are you using? So he's tells me, you know, what he's using the part numbers that he's getting, but then he's getting them from like a bumper to bumper autos over there. And so, uh, knowing where he's at and everything like that. We look up what the specification is on the factory U joint. And then we also look up like AutoZone and O'Reilly's knowing that they have those, uh, where this guy's at trying to help this customer out. And we're going through and looking at specifications and mapping, uh, map, uh, comparing specifications from the factory to the aftermarket and, uh, and all that stuff. And, uh, kind of identify what we think needs to go in there in an aftermarket part number. But what's funny is it doesn't even call for it on the aftermarkets webpage. The one that, you know, is closest the, the ones Mm -hmm. that it's calling for, there's three different joints that are available for this thing. Um, But none of them really meet the specifications of what the factory one was. So we give him that number and he gets it and it works all but, it's just a little bit, uh, the, it's not tall enough, so it's not meeting where both snap rings are on both sides of it. And finally, I was like, well, have you, let's just get the factory one, the right, right. right. So we look it up and we're able to obtain the the factory U-joint for it. So we get it in here and it actually comes in a kit. So this U-joint that uh, it has the, there's a, a like a cutting tool that would have uh, deburred the stakes. There's shims in it that, if later on you had to go to an aftermarket U uh, uh, joint, that would have taken up the tolerances that he was fighting using the aftermarket one. But then also, there's the right factory U joint for it, too. Right. And I guess where I'm headed with this is I, the value of the right part, especially in this situation. I mean, this so he ended up uh, making a drive back to Wichita um, that evening. Uh, and I said, Hey, you know, I want to make sure I'm, I'm invested in this deal at this point, but I was like, I, we got to make sure this lady gets on the road. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, it was nine, I don't know, nine thirty or 10 o'clock, uh, Wednesday night. He texts me, Hey man, thanks for the help. Everything's great. She's up and going and on the road now. But I just think, you know, in my mind of all the extra effort and spinning the wheels and everything using aftermarket stuff. You know, and I don't think people understand that when you do that, you know, from an aftermarket or a manufacturer standpoint, if I can make one and fit five different things and it takes up less less shelf space, why not? Yep.
0: Well, you know, Josh, I'm going to flip back to that museum. Yeah. Last night up at Speedway, there's a wall that is probably I'm going to guess it to be. 50 feet long and it is nothing but aftermarket accessories to put on a model a i mean just thousands of these things that you know and that's where the aftermarket world came into play the model a i can't keep the models a model Model t i'm not sure what it is but anyway the car was very basic and then you went and you bought all these aftermarket parts to put on they even had a display of so many everything on this display was an aftermarket part to put on there and so as, as we roll through through the years when i was working for my dad and then part-time i went out and i'd work at halstead auto supply for don davison and that was when the aftermarket world to me sometimes was really i mean most of the time the aftermarket world had a better part than the manufacturer did it because just how how it was but now as these cars have evolved the way they are it's flipped 180 degrees again to where the manufacturer is the best part to have to put back on your car because the specifications making the one part fit the one truck and not five parts fitting one truck and everything else too but it is i mean that wall up there was i get i bet it had to be 50 feet long of all the different accessories yeah. i mean it was from turn signals to uh foot pedals to turn the steering wheel i mean everything you might imagine to put on one of those and that's what they said uh, greg said you know back then it was just a very generic car then you just bought all these accessories to make it your own and then everybody started going. I mean, that car has one wall over there of probably I would say twelve different types of water pumps you could buy to put on the car. <laughs>
1: Which is you know, yeah. you think about
0: it as crazy. But think about that those cars overheated, all that kind of yeah. thing and and stuff like that too. So it's a, it's crazy how this industry has evolved from the horse and buggies to uh the Model A, Model T's and, you know, moved through the and now what we're driving today uh from that part. But uh, you know, I like I said when I Got out of high school, went to Votech School, and I went to work at Law MacArthur and uh, worked there for a little bit and uh, went to the aftermarket world and worked for Bill Struck and Auto. I knew quickly that I need to get back into a dealership, and that was in the mid 80s. I knew that that to evolve and do this as a career that I wanted to do, I had to get back into a dealership very quickly, so I did. And, uh, you know, the the aftermarket world, I I feel for those guys, I'm going to tell you a lot. So, anyway, hey, we got a caller coming through on the phone. Anyway, we got a few minutes left on the show. Your favorite Ricky Bobby. Comment, quote, <laughs> statement, whatever. Josh has got them all memorized. He knows. I, I, them. Do I not, don't. Yeah, I do not have them. Liar, lying. liar, liar. No. See, now you're lying again, Josh.
1: <laughs> I know some of them.
0: Yes. Yeah. So anyway, and it's a hundred thirty dollars pack price package or a hundred thirty buck gift card to use anything you want inside Melhillen Ford everywhere you want. We're going to get Jared on the line here real quick and see. I wonder what Jared this is. Well, that's uh, what
1: I was wondering too. Well, going to we'll be see interesting what, uh,
0: here. Just a minute, maybe. From that part, so. Here we go. We'll get Jared patched through, and Jared, you're live with you're live Under the Hood. Go ahead.
3: How's it going?
0: That's what I thought it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, must got a bad connection. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You
3: will. laughs> it's gonna get worse, I'm guessing too. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. yeah, it could. It could real quickly. <laughs> hey, I'm actually calling. I agree with you guys.
1: You, well, uh, there you go. Yeah, on the, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the, I gotta check the temperature of a certain destination <laughs> real quick. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, uh,
3: this, this BG stuff. I got a story. It saved a guy.
1: Really? Right.
3: He, uh, he's running a John Deere silage chopper. They have a 19 liter Cummins in them, and uh, they had it was slobbering and missing and running rough and uh deer sold him a set of injectors and uh it's a 19 liter cummins and the injectors were like six thousand apiece a piece for it
2: holy six smokes months
3: later it starts doing six months later it starts doing it again and a guy says try some of this bg injector cleaner and fuel conditioner yep and it cleaned them up and it runs perfect he just started doing it every tank full yeah. And it cleaned it up. And he's wondering if that would have saved him the thirty six K to begin with.
0: I think I'd have been doing a lot of investigating for I spent thirty six thousand dollars on a set of injectors, number one, to prove that's what it was. Yeah, but.
3: he just uh he just uh takes it in and trusts them, you know, and that's how it goes. You know how dealerships are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, really. <laughs> No, but, I, I, uh, I would tell you, yeah,
3: th- he was pretty disappointed in the first deal and really happy with the second deal, but <laughs> I really never hear you mention the diesel fuel stuff much, but this BG stuff is real.
0: Yeah, it is. And, uh, you oh, know, that's yeah. right. We don't talk much about the diesel stuff either, but they do got a great line of products for the diesels and stuff like that too. But, uh, okay. So let's go back at that's a 19 liter Cummins. How big a motor is that? That's gotta be. Oh, a,
3: they're like almost um, uh, like 1150 cubic inch or something. Yeah. They're in the, oh, they're in the 800 horsepower range or something like that.
0: Wow. So, yeah, Yeah. it's, uh, I was kind of curious. And then too, how long did, after you put the stuff in it, did it take to clean it up and run it through like a couple tanks or one tank? Well,
3: they just, yeah, that day it starts cleaning up, but he runs it, you know, for 10 hours a day. They run wide open all day. And uh, he says you could, by the end of the, by the end of the first day, you could tell he'd he'd way over treated it, you know, to begin with. (laughs)
1: sound like somebody I know never <laughs> never heard of anybody do that no
0: yeah. well he it's probably a had good yeah he probably had to over to really to get it going It's how pat you know cleaned it up or whatever how dirty it was from that part too so that's the next thing yeah, is but, those things go off hours so I wonder how many hours is on it
3: yeah I can't tell you I don't, know. I don't know that but I know he was uh he was really happy and then he got disappointed in the first deal
0: god yeah like, yeah, I tell you, I'd have to have a, a pretty, some good diagnosis. Yeah, going the, or something.
3: Injectors are in that, the injectors in that thing are like as big as your arm from your elbow to your wrist or something in it. Yeah.
0: So what is this thing again? A silage cutter. Oh, a silage John cutter. John Deere
3: silage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then, uh, when wide open, I wonder how many the, RPM that is. Probably 2,500, 3,000
3: RPM probably. Yeah, probably something like that but yeah. they're just uh, they're just working their hind end off all day
0: yeah
3: oh he'll go through like three or 350 gallons of diesel a day if they're working it
0: so that's oh that's uh, he's working it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true if he's going through that much fuel in a day yeah. that is very true so
3: but
0: uh yeah so good but that's all I had but yeah. yeah hopefully he's still running don't some undersell of that the beach. yeah don't ever undersell it I hope he's running some uh Still running some of that through there to keep it clean and keep it, you know, maintained and not letting it get behind
1: itself again. If it but, saved him that much money, yeah, he's probably about he stock in court, BG if I had the, to guess. He put the court of the DFC or whatever it
3: yep. is now. Every tank.
0: DFC plus. Yep. Yeah, every tank. That's cool. It's very good. So uh yep. well, some good proof of yeah. the pudding that that, that the BG does have some good products out there. Yeah, Josh, we need to probably elaborate some more and it would be good to bring one of the BG guys in to talk more, just talk about the diesel stuff. Because we okay. you know stuff we're going, especially with the the def filters and all that stuff, keeping them clean. Because
1: the more you keep them clean, the less def problem you're going to have too. I'm guessing you have a story about an aftermarket part too that bit you in the ass. But we'll we'll save that for another day.
3: <laughs> Just a little chuckle out of that. Did
1: you notice that? Yeah. But
3: I I thought I'd give you one. I don't always agree with you. <laughs> actually, seldom, seldom do I agree with you.
0: Hey, so how about your favorite Ricky Bobby quote from Talladega Nights?
3: Yeah, I don't know. No, but we ain't even got that's a new release in the theater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> new release.
3: <laughs> I'm waiting for the the VHS to come out.
1: <laughs> uh, oh,
0: shit. oh, you're too funny, Jared. For those of you don't know, the That's three of all us. all I got for you. For those of you listening, the three of us used to work together over in Hutch, and uh, Mister Shivers decided to break it off and go off in his own direction, <laughs> which I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing.
3: <laughs> I got my fill of management. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Jared, have a great weekend, buddy. Thank you.
3: Catch Thanks you man. later.
0: Okay, just a few minutes left on the show. Got a couple questions here, real quick. Differential fluid on F 150, how often should it have it changed out?
3: so
1: you know there's a and again that's where going back to that multi-point inspection and value in that it just varies so much between how you use the vehicle typically we see differential fluid uh to be changed out around the forty-five thousand mile mark um between you know rear differentials front differentials and then transfer case both but you know pulling a sample of that fluid and really seeing what it looks like is is the the defining factor but typically around 45,000 miles. Uh, not only that, you know, when we're doing that service, we're taking the factory fluid out of it, but then we're replacing it with a synthetic, again, BG uh, differential fluid. And then there's an additive package that goes along with that as well. Uh, you know, again, to extend the life of that thing, uh for sure. But if you're, you know, using it for towing, and it if you're, on, it off and yeah, different. if you're doing more in town driving, that you know, there's more turns because then the bearings turn at different rates and and things like that. Versus in town, Uh the other thing that, that's a huge factor on differentials is, uh, you know, boats. If you're pulling boats and you're backing boats in and out of the water all the time, yep. you know, then you're susceptible to to moisture getting into the in those uh, uh, differentials. And, and things like that, so uh, a lot of different variables that that you know uh, that would affect that or change that. But yeah, typically around forty five thousand miles is what we see. so
0: Okay, then uh, did the aftermarket wall, and we're talking about the aftermarket wall up at Speedway at the museum. Kit have to jack up the Model A with a thirty two inch rims and squat it. <laughs> well, let me tell you, those rims are bigger than thirty two inches on some of those cars. Yeah. And James, Probably I'm not kidding. Some
1: wood rims too. If there I was guess. wood. There yeah. was wood
0: tires. There was a wood frame. Really? Yes. On one we looked at too, but, uh, it was still blew me away. How many different things you could put on your model a or model T, which I don't know which one it was or whatever from that part, I get them all mixed up from that part too. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they even had a, a deal. Uh, it was lime green and went around the side of the wheel and we thought it was to help inflate the tire, but no, that was put it in the, when it went in the snow, had a big old metal thing that went around it from that part. They even uh-huh. had these other ones that had little, like little spikes that actually come around and worked on it. But uh, yeah, that one Model A they had set in there, the whole thing was nothing but aftermarket parts. The whole thing, and, and made the whole complete car. I mean, that's how much you could do to one of those cars back in the day and spend the money on it. So you think about what we're spending on accessories today. So I think that they started the accessory well way back in the, yeah. in the teens and twenties, uh, from that part to accessorize and make your Model A, Model T exactly how you'd like it yourself. So.
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, on aftermarket components on today is the, especially when you get into the electronic side of these things or in, you know, the case we were talking about diesels and guys wanting to put, you know, delete the, the diesel exhaust filters and and things like that. And man, if the manufacturer could alter it a little bit one way or the other and gain, you know, you hear all these stories of guys saying that they get so much more, uh, horsepower torque or, uh, uh, fuel range you know miles per gallon i've, I've heard all sorts of stories well i deleted that and got you know 20 more miles to gallon if, if the manufacturers could do that they would you yeah. know especially on the hor- horsepower and torque yeah it will do that it'll increase the torque and horsepower but longevity what's that look like uh you can you may be able to do it for uh for a short period of time and have fun with it but man does it get expensive quick when you uh start having to put in you know, hard parts or engines. You're just finding the next weakest link at that point. Yep. You know Exactly.
0: Anyway, that's what we'll do next time. We'll try to get maybe get some BG guys in here and talk about the diesel stuff and everything that goes on with that and gives everybody educate some more things on that. But a good part there from Jared and a factual thing of spending thirty six thousand dollars on a set of (laughs) injectors or spend a few hundred dollars on some fuel additive to clean it up and make it run crack. Well I'd be screaming at somebody for thirty six grand, I can tell you that uh from that standpoint hey anyway we're running out of time and you know josh again we didn't do a very good job but of course we did do a good job talking about bg products and all the yeah. great things they do for us big corner Creative for all your advertising needs yeah that's our advertising firm right down here just a little old past uh Maze and kellogg and uh, jesse and his gang have a great advertising firm down there they do everything you can about imagine to advertise your company from web page designs uh vehicle wraps window wraps Anything to advertise your company, as those guys say down there at Big Corner Creative, just Google us. And of course, go to rent. I hope you've got your reservation with stand inside here at Mel Hamilton Ford for your rental vehicle. Our fleet isn't as big as it usually is. So I hope you've made your reservation if you need something bigger to get to Grandma's house for the holidays and stuff like that, too. And uh, we're trying to grow that fleet each and every day. But as everybody knows, these, these inventory uh, levels are still they're coming back, but they're not as fast as I'd like to see them coming back and everything else that part, too. So hopefully you got your rental reservation if you need one to get to Grandma's house for the holidays. So, anyway, everybody, have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you next Saturday.